This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 309 of Stable Scoop Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network. Please support our sponsors as they make this show possible. Our sponsors this week are Kentucky Performance Products. They can be found at kppusa.com, easysignsonline.com, and ridingwarehouse.com. Welcome to the Stable Scoop, with weekly shows delivered right to you. With Helena and Glenn the Geek, live from the Stable, it's every week. They'll bring you the news through hail or high water, while using their tails as their own fly swatters. So sit on down and laugh till your poop Cause it's time again for Stable Scoop Stable Scoop Stable Scoop Stable Scoop I am Glenda Geek And this is Bree Del Rosario And you're listening to the Stable Scoop Radio Show On the Horse Radio Network Well howdy Bree Hi, how's it going? Good. So glad you could join us this week. Helena is on vacation. She went to some tropical island someplace and left us behind. So, Oh, well, she's missing out for sure. No, I think we're <laughs> the ones missing out, actually. <laughs> she's now I drink, think so, too. She's drinking martinis sitting on a beach someplace. Well, um, thank you so much. I know it was short notice uh, to get you on the show, and you joined us last week. And, of course, if you listened to last week's show, that you'll know that Bree is, uh, is going to be contributing to the show on a regular basis from Riding Warehouse with some product reviews. And she did so good last week, I asked her to come back and co-host this week. So there you go. Yeah, thanks so much, Glenn. I really appreciate it. It's such an honor to be here. Well, no problem. No problem. Now, this is your first co-hosting experience? It definitely is my first co-hosting experience, yes. So uh, it'll definitely be a learning experience. Ride with me as I go along and uh, help me out when you can. <laughs> okay. No problem. That's my job. I've done it before. So, yeah. <laughs> so last week we learned a little bit about you. We spent a little bit of time talking about Bree and the fact that uh, you went to uh, Cal Poly with an agricultural degree and then went on to get a master's degree, which, which uh, is impressive. But oh, well, we, thank you. We didn't talk a whole lot about your horse life. So were you always a horse girl? I have always been a horse girl. My parents have had horses since I was small. I was riding before I could walk, you know, that saying. Um, I actually saw something somebody posted to my Facebook the other day, one of my friends, and said, uh, it's pretty rare that I can say I've been riding horses before I was riding bicycles. So I thought that was really <laughs> cute, and that's definitely true. Um, my sister and I, we just grew up around horses. Um, we were lucky enough to live in San Diego County on some property, so we had them in our backyard. So we got the full experience, the scooping up the poop and feeding and everything. So it wasn't just going to the stable to ride. We got the whole experience and fell in love. And, uh, yeah, but pretty much been on the back of a horse my whole life. So I've been very blessed. Did you start English or Western? Um, you know, my parents are Western-based, um, really into the Western lifestyle. And so I started out doing actually both. I branched out a little bit. I wanted to do something a little different than my family. Uh, so I of course, actually, yeah, that's what teenagers horse, girls do. <laughs> of course, I wanted to be a little rebellious, do something a little bit, um, a little different. 
so my first horse was, was a little pony. He was, you know, stereotypical, the most stubborn pony you've ever met. Um, would raise his head all the way up to get his halter on, and we'd be hanging off his mane. And he was perfect for kids that uh, wanted to learn how to ride. He was that very stereotypical, stubborn little guy. And uh, after him, my first horse was actually an English horse, and my parents got me involved in pony club which I'm not sure how many people are familiar, but Pony Club, uh, its basis is three-day eventing, so definitely English. And so I went through that, and what's awesome about Pony was Club Was there a they, club near you out there? There was, yeah. It was yeah. called Rainbow Pony Club. I'm not sure if it's still called that um, or if it still exists down there. It was in El Cajon, uh, California, and based out of a stable down there. And it was really, really phenomenal because just like my – experience growing up with having to do everything related to horses, not just ride. Pony Club's the same way. It teaches kids everything, all the vet, you know, all the vet knowledge that you need, um, wrapping, yeah. legs, things that I think a lot of kids are missing out on these days. Uh, so I My really wife would agree. Experience. She's an A Pony Clubber, so she would agree. Uh, oh, perfect, yeah. perfect. I didn't get that far, but uh, that's definitely very, uh, very admirable that she she got an A rating. That's amazing. Well, that was before uh, before it was. That was when you still had to be like twenty one. Uh, you know, oh, back, yeah. back in the old days when they didn't yeah. have tracks or paths, you basically did everything back back then. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's good the way they've yeah. gone now. I really do. I think the branching out and having the different tracks that they can do is is uh, good because it allows the kids to do more and get more kids involved too. Now Definitely. you uh, so so I assume though that one of the big things that you did with your family was trail riding. We did a lot of trail riding. We were really lucky um, back in the day. It makes me sound old. <laughs> back in the day, um, we could ride right off of our property without hitting really any fences that we weren't allowed to go through. That changed over the years, and that's why, as we talked about last week, my parents moved to New Mexico. And that was part of the reason is because they were getting fenced in, as I'm sure a lot of our uh, listeners are experiencing probably right now. It's getting harder and harder to find places to ride. Um, but back then we did a lot of trail riding. Um, it was definitely our family outing. You know, we had the horses right there. So we went out a lot and, uh, it was really fun. Didn't do a whole lot of trailering out to go ride just because we had so many opportunities. Um, but then as we started getting fenced in, we definitely had to go trailer out, uh, Cuyamaca, not sure how many people are from Southern California, but Cuyamaca has a really nice park area that you're allowed to ride in and it's pretty vast. And so we trailered out there a few times. Um, but trail riding was definitely a good way for our family to connect because it was something we all had in common. Now, have you, did you guys used to travel to go exotic places and trail ride? We did not do that because we had the horses at home. We yeah. were very limited in our vacation, as I'm sure a lot of people are, um, have experienced. You know, we, have all the, we had goats and dogs and horses and, I mean, everything. So it's hard to travel when you have everything. Somebody's always got to be home. Um, or you have to find somebody really reliable. So, no, we didn't do any exotic, <laughs> no exotic rides or anything like that, unfortunately. But we had a lot of fun. We did a lot of, you know, gym cannas. We were in parades. We would do all the local parades. It was a great opportunity for our horses to get desensitized. And we kind of did everything we could locally, <laughs> I would say, so that we could be home at night to feed. You know, it's hard. You know, I've had, we, we've had that discussion a number of times here in the show, and I've had people, I just had an email the other day uh, from a friend who said, you know, what's, we're, we're thinking about getting our own place. We've always boarded. What are the positives and negatives? We're going to do a whole show on that, I think. The positives and negatives of having the horses at home as opposed to having, uh, as opposed to boarding. And boy, there, when I started making the list, it's about equal. <laughs> I mean, there is mm -hmm. a lot of positives. 
there's a lot of emotional positives to having the horses at home and a lot of practical positives to, ha- to boarding them. Um, definitely. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah. No, it definitely makes sense. I mean, practically, it's fantastic. You can go. You can leave your supplements. You can leave your directions. Everything gets taken care of. You don't have to worry. You know that the people who are watching out for them are experienced. They've got a lot of horses under their care. If something goes wrong, they're right there. And uh, it's hard. It's hard to find somebody that you can really rely on to uh, to give them the same amount of care you would if you're at home. It's it's definitely a lot more difficult. And uh, so I've seen I've boarded as well when I went to college. I boarded, so I've had both experiences. And I I think I agree with you. There's pros and cons both ways. It's fun to have them at home. Um, it's definitely more difficult schedule wise. You definitely have to be home at that certain time every single day, or somebody needs to be home to take care of them. So it is. It limits you a little bit, but at the same time, you know, you've got them right there. You're able to look at them outside your window, and that's pretty nice, too. So, Yeah, I'm sitting here looking at my pony outside my window right now, as a matter of fact. Oh, geez. Uh, so right <laughs> outside the studio here. Um, I'm so jealous. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so now, <laughs> if you, so I think I have the answer to this question. If you, when you get married and settle down and get your own place, do you want to, would you rather board or have the horses at home? Well, um... Currently, uh, I'm not engaged or anything, but I've been with my boyfriend for about three and a half years now, and his family owns a cattle ranch, so he has all the horses at home on that ranch, so he's got his guys there, um, they rope as well, so they have a nice roping arena and all the amenities, so I think I would probably keep them there, um, if, but that's kind of, that's nice too, because then his family's there to watch over him, so it's kind of best of both worlds in that sense, because it's kind of like boarding, but it's kind of not. So, well, um, and, and if, let's face it: if you if you get involved in and marry a rancher, you're marrying the family. <laughs> that comes along. When you marry a oh, rancher, yeah. you marry the family. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm already already there, at least mentally. So, <laughs> now they have um, a so big I, ranch, one of those eighty thousand acre ranches. <laughs> um, they have, a, you know, we don't have quite that amount of land out in California. It's a little bit more limited. Um, they've got a couple of ranches, one in Morro Bay and one in Cayucas. And um, I wouldn't, you know, say that they're, you know, the type of ranches that are like in Texas or anything like that, but they're definitely beautiful. And the best part is that there's an ocean view from each ranch. Oh, jeez. So, really <laughs> okay. so you can ride your horse up to the top of the hill and look at the ocean. You can, yeah, we've got some pictures of that, and I'll have to, I should probably, actually, the picture that's on the RidingWarehouse.com website, yep. there's a meet crew section under the customer service tab. I and, have that uh, picture that's right free. here. You, you uh, sort of on a hill with the, the rolling hills in the back. Yeah, and the original photo, actually, before it was zoomed in and cropped, um, has the ocean right behind, so we just had to crop it to make it work oh, for the Oh, send website, me the original but. picture. Okay, I we'll put that in the will, show yeah. notes so, so everybody can see it. We'll, put, we'll use that as our show notes picture for this week so everybody cool, can check yeah. it out. Definitely beautiful. Well, you're a lucky girl. You, you found the right guy. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, we'll see. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> and that so. answers the age-old question, too. Do you, do you marry a horse guy or a not-horse guy? In your case, it was horse guy. So, a horse uh, guy all yeah. the way. <laughs> yes, definitely. It's hard if it's your passion, you know, and you do so much. If not a horse person, then at least somebody that supports it. I don't think you necessarily need to, you know, have somebody that's, that's doing what you're doing. I think, actually, sometimes that creates problems, <laughs> depending on that's how competitive true. you that are. That is true. Um, but at least somebody who I take all your you. horse money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
exactly. My wife says but that occasionally. Yeah, so. <laughs> Wait a minute, I was the horse girl, and now we're spending all this money on your pony. <laughs> <laughs> hey, she should be happy because she found somebody that loves her passion as That's well. true, that's true. Although yeah. you know, there are some women that don't want their, their husband, and you see them. You, you have a retail outlet there, too, at, uh, <laughs> at, at uh, Riding Warehouse. You see the women come in with yep. their credit cards the husband doesn't know about. So oh, it, yeah, it's easier, I think, to hide it when your husband's not involved, too. <laughs> so That's true. That is true. <laughs> yes, definitely. So uh, pros and cons for sure. <laughs> well, we have but a good I show. I went the route. <laughs> well, good for you. Sounds like you did well. Uh, so we, are, we have a great show planned for today. Coming up on today's show, we have Kat from Eat Your Tart Outs coming on with her once a month look at a recipe for us. And of course, she tries to do recipes that are horse girl and horse guy friendly. And then, which means you can make them simply and quickly. <laughs> That's what that means. Um, and, and our second guest uh, we're we going to have on actually is uh, we're sharing this with the driving radio show. Uh, Wendy and I from the driving radio show had an opportunity to speak to one of the organizers of the World Percheron Congress. And uh, they have invited us to come up and we are going to be attending Wendy and I. Dr. Wendy and I are heading to the World Percheron Congress in the fall. And we're going to be participating in all kinds of stuff up there. And, of course, Percherons are my favorite breed. If you're a regular listener, you know that. Bigger and blacker, the better. So uh, we're going to be attending that. And we're going to hear all about the World Percheron Congress coming up in today's show. And then Bree has picked out another product that I haven't heard of, which I didn't think was possible. We know about a lot of the products that are out there. But she found another product that we're going to review in the Tack and Habit segment, uh, sponsored by RidingWarehouse.com. But first, let's take a break and hear from one of our sponsors at EasySignsOnline.com. And then we're going to go to Kat from Eat Your Tart Out. Easy Signs Online is the official sign company of the Horse Radio Network. This week's product highlight are their personalized nameplates. Perfect for horse stalls, tack rooms, lockers, bedroom doors, dog kennels, or whatever you can think of. Choose from hundreds of online graphics to further customize the nameplates from EasySignsOnline.com. Made from one half inch thick solid PVC signboard, these colorful and unique one-sided nameplates are three and a half inches by 16 inches and are designed for durability, long-term indoor or outdoor use. They are only $39.95 each, and remember, free shipping on most orders over $100. Visit them at EasySignsOnline.com. Hi, Kat. Welcome back. Well, hi there. It's good to have you back, and I know that uh, you have all kinds of exciting things going on in your life out there in the Midwest. Yeah, somehow I managed to do that no matter where I live, even though it seems like there's nothing going on here. I know when you moved from Boston out to the Midwest, you were like, what am I going to do out here? And yeah. and you don't seem to have a shortage of things to do. I <laughs> so. certainly don't. And every day, every hour seems totally packed until I go to bed. And then I'm like, oh, I'm going to have an easy day tomorrow. And just never seems to happen. So it's fun because I have lots of adventures and things to talk about and all sorts of good stuff. I am so glad that you're still keeping and doing a very good job with EatYourTartOut.com. Thank you. Because I know that's a passion of yours. And, of course, we have you on once a month to talk about uh, horse, horse uh, girl, and guy fam- uh, uh, friendly recipes. And you have one for us again. 
Yeah, I sure do. And this one, so again, I go through a lot of journeys just to try out new fads, see where there's any, you know, anything behind something that you might be reading about. So a lot of the diets, I don't take a lot of stock in this. However, for me personally, I went on a journey to try and go without milk for a few days, not real, or not a few days, more like a few weeks, which was killing me. I love ice cream, love milk, love cheese. And I'm like, let me just try this. We had some weird health issues going on in our house and figured, well, it's a good time to cut it out, kind of reset our bodies and kind of go back to normal. And in the process of doing that, I came up with what I'm calling is the skinny chocolate breakfast shake, which is milkshake slash protein shake slash just yummy goodness. It's really, 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 really good. And the basis is you actually use chocolate almond milk as the liquid, and you can also use regular almond milk. And in the beginning when I was testing out recipes for like vegan milk substitutes, I just didn't like a whole lot of them. And I love almonds, so this was a kind of a easy transition over to that. And it was just, it actually has a lot more calcium and it has protein in it, you know, as compared to regular cow's milk. And so it just was delicious and I tinkered around with it. And now this shake has become something I pretty much drink every single day just because I love it and it feels like a guilty pleasure and it's really not. Now, is this something you made up? So you made this up? I sure did, yeah. Oh, cool. So. I kind of took some, again, I get my inspiration for recipes over the course of blogs and Pinterest and cookbooks and all that kind of stuff. And I usually just mash everything together based on what I personally like. And so I had seen a lot on Pinterest of people doing kind of what they're calling an overnight oatmeal, where they will soak rolled oats and basically just have an oatmeal ready to eat the next morning. And they just put it in the fridge and you know, it's usually just oats and milk. And so I ended up doing that with my um, my almond milk because when I got up in the morning, you know, I wanted to be able to walk out the door, do my errands, start on my blog, whatever I wanted to do. And I didn't want to have to mess with anything. And soaking oats before you put them in a shake really helps to soften them up and just make the shake taste a lot better. It's not chalky like you'll sometimes get. So that was kind of the basis for it. And then from there, I just started adding a whole bunch of things. You know, I love really, really thick chocolatey shakes. So I added more cocoa powder. I added a little bit of honey just because I like things a little bit sweeter. And then, of course, I added a banana. Now, bananas, in this recipe, I've had Greg taste it. He hates bananas, but he can't taste it in this shake. And what it does is it gives you that nice frothy feel without actually getting that from the milk fat that you would normally be getting it from. So it's nice, another nice healthy alternative. And if you wanted to, and your banana is really ripe, you can actually opt out of the honey and have no sugar in this at all. And then I just added some flax seeds and chia seeds because they're really good for you. And I like peanut butter too. So I have some peanut butter in there as well. And that, that's it. Now, do you put this in like a smoothie maker, you know, blender? I do. I have a Nutribullet that I got for a gift and I kind of poo-pooed it because I've got, you know, the blender, the juicers, the food processors. I didn't see any reason for it. And now that's what I use religiously for this because I like their containers. You just pop it in them overnight. Next morning you pull it out, add your bananas and ice and you're ready to rock and roll. Now, I, Brie, I know you, you probably are. Have you ever been in the shake thing? I know the shake thing became popular, what, a couple years ago. Everybody was doing shakes. Uh, yeah. So did you go through that phase? Did you go through the shake phase? I, 
I'm a big um, fruit smoothie. I'm a big shake person, but I've always found that there's so many calories in it. So I always kind of went the smoothie route, but this is like best of both worlds. I'm looking at the recipe in front of me and it looks amazing. And anytime you have peanut butter, I'm game. I am such a sucker for peanut (laughs) butter. (laughs) I can't get away from it. I've got this innate craving for it all the time. So now I definitely need to try this. I love... Uh, fruit smoothies. Um, I'm not sure if you guys have Jamba Juice out there. Do you have that? Not near. I, I live in a very, very, very remote community, so we don't have any of this. Okay. That's why a lot of this I've had to kind of cater. But when I have traveled, yeah. I love juice. Very, very good. Stuff. Yeah, Jamba Juice was um, actually created as a senior project at Cal Poly, the, the college I went to. So I'm definitely partial to Jamba Juice because of the local uh, story. But this is, I definitely got to try this. And especially now it has peanut butter in it, I'm going to go home and do this tonight. <laughs> does it, does it, is, it, is it filling enough, like you drink yours in the morning, is it filling enough to get you through to lunch? Because you know how hungry I get. Yes, absolutely. Like for me, I find it. It's just, it's very like once I start to get those hunger pains, I just pop it in my Nutribullet quick, go, and it lasts me definitely for a couple of hours. That's why the oats work really well. I know it's kind of a carby kind of additive. But that's what, because you soak it overnight, it's kind of like having a bowl of oatmeal. It's going to fill you up and kind of keep your hunger pangs down, you know, for a few hours. So that's why I add the rolled oats. Obviously, you can opt out of the rolled oats if you really want to keep your carb count lower. And for somebody like you who likes peanut butter, you can opt out of the cocoa powder and maybe even just use regular almond milk and get yourself some powdered peanut butter and add that in there for a really super peanut buttery shake. You know, I think yeah, it's a requirement, Brie, yeah. that all horse girls like peanut butter. I, I think it, I don't. Oh, it? <laughs> yeah, I don't think you're allowed to be a horse girl unless you like peanut butter. Everyone I've ever found can live on peanut butter sandwiches. Um, oh, I love peanut butter. Have. Even just a scoop at night, if you're getting that sweet craving, and before you go to bed, you just stick that tablespoon in that big jar, and oh man, there's nothing better. <laughs> Now, for me, I have to drink, or I have to, my diet, uh, my Lyme disease diet calls for, um, because I'm restricted on so many things, it calls for a protein shake, and it's a vegan protein shake. So it's supposed to be, you know, good for you. Uh, But the one thing I found, and uh, I've had other people that have tried it, is it's so thick and it's hard to get down. It's chalky. It's so thick and chalky. Even if I I add ice and kind of make it into a shake consistency but it is chalky and i've gotten used to it now but is this chalky no and that's why um soaking the oats overnight or even like for a few hours if i forget to prepare it the night before because it happens usually if i just let that set in the um, fridge for a few hours while i'm doing my morning chores or something and then by the time i'm hungry it's good if you're using just basic rolled oats and just trying to mash it up in your shake at that time or milling it down into almost a flour you do get that chalky taste. And I, I don't like that personally, and I don't like that of protein um, shakes normally. So that's why opting with almond milk or another uh, nut milk works very well if you're trying to go for a protein without that kind of chalky taste and finish. Cool. Very good. Well, yeah. where, where can people find the recipe? Um, over at eatyourtartout.com, and tart is spelled with an E, or you can find me on Facebook, and I've got a whole host of information and more recipes there. At Kentucky Performance Products, quality assurance is a key ingredient found in every product they sell. Each supplement is manufactured to exacting standards and certified facilities. Their ingredients are sourced from highly reputable suppliers, and their formulas are fixed to ensure consistency in each bucket. So what does the promise of quality assurance mean to you and your horse? 
It means you can trust that when you purchase a supplement from Kentucky Performance Products, you will see the results that you expect and the quality that you can count on. They guarantee it. Kentucky Performance Products, helping you keep your horses healthy, sound, and competitive. Visit them at kppusa.com. That's kppusa.com. Well, thanks to Kentucky Performance Products for their continued support of the Stable Scoop Radio Show. All right, I have to ask you, so now we just did, are you the cooker in the house? Do you, are you the chef? Do you cook? Um, you know, I wouldn't call it cooking. <laughs> I would call it throwing frozen things in the oven. You're the heater. Um, you I'm, heat things. <laughs> I heat things. I'm a really yes. good heater. Um, actually, my boyfriend does a lot of the cooking. We do have very different schedules, um, but he does tends to do a lot of the cooking when we're both together. And then uh, if he's coming home late or something, then I'll, I'll try to heat something up for him. <laughs> now, is he that. a good cook? He's actually pretty good. Yeah, he actually really didn't start until a couple of years ago. He took an interest in it, and he's really developed his skills. So he's a lot better than I am, that's for sure. Well, he grew up in a ranch family, too. And if there were anything like the ranch families that uh, I knew growing up, they were eating like every they had have three full meals a day. Um, <laughs> you know, I grew up in Amish country in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, and uh, and a lot of my friends were Mennonite. And you'd go over there at lunchtime and it was meat and potatoes. And ve- I mean, it was what we would consider dinner, you know, supper. They were having at lunch and supper. I mean, the calorie intake is huge. <laughs> I don't think we can get away with that, so we try to keep it a little lighter, but it would be really nice. (laughs) No, I mean, I I, I was really different to see. Now, they work their buns off, too, so um, they're working from sun up till noon. They're really hungry by then, but it was amazing that that mom put out this this three-course dinner at lunch and dinner. Wow, I'm jealous. <laughs> well, I wish I could cook like that. <laughs> let's do this. Let's head off to something that I am so excited about. Percherons are my favorite breed. I've owned several of them over the years. I wish I owned one right now. If, it, if they hit, didn't eat a bale of hay a day and hay wasn't you know, $15, $20 a bale here in Florida, I'd own one right now. But uh, Percherons are my favorite. And they, at the World Percheron Congress have invited us, when Dr. Wendy Ying and I, the driving radio show, to come up and hang out in Massachusetts in the fall. We're going to hear all about that. We're going to start with Stacy Lynch. She is coming to us from the World Percheron Congress. That's right. Wendy and I have been invited to attend the World Percheron Congress in West Springfield, Massachusetts, October 6th through the 11th of this year. And we're going to be there and we're going to tell you all about it right now with Stacy Lynch. Well, hi, Stacy. Welcome to the Driving Radio Show. Hello, Glenn and Wendy. Glad to be here. We are so excited, Wendy and I, that we get to come up to Massachusetts and uh, join you guys for the World Percheron Congress. We're so excited. Yeah, it's going to be a great event. Well, you know, you know from listening to the show that Percherons are my favorite breed, that I've owned Percherons in the past. <laughs> I love Percherons. They're like my favorite. I love draft horses of all kinds, but I like big black mare Percherons. They're, they're my specific favorite. So well, there'll be plenty of them. Oh, good. See, I was going to ask you. There's got to be plenty of big black mare Percherons. That's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> now, 
tell, we're gonna we're gonna talk about our schedule. People will be able to come out and visit with Wendy and I at the Congress, and we're gonna talk about when we're gonna be there. But first, tell us about the Congress. What is it? How long has it been going on? Tell us about it. Yeah, the World Pertrine Congress actually started in England and has since been held um, in St. Paul, Minnesota, Kansas City, Missouri, Lexington, Virginia, Des Moines, Iowa, and now in West Springfield, Massachusetts in 2014. That's terrific. That's the same place that they hold the expo there in the fall in Massachusetts. Correct. Uh, yep. So uh, it's a big venue. It's a big place. Yes, it absolutely is. That's the home of the Big E. That's right. So how many, how many Percherons can we expect to see? Uh, we're expecting between 800 and 1,000. Wow. That's a lot of big horses. <laughs> that a, is a lot of big horses. For sure. That's a lot of tonnage right there. And all shapes and sizes. And Wendy's five foot two. She'll be able to walk under most of them without bending <laughs> over. So you'll be in good shape, Wendy. You won't even have to duck. I know. That'll be good. <laughs> well, now, um, what kinds of activities, what kinds of classes and things do they do? We're going to be demonstrating everything from in-hand classes to plowing. We're going to have under-saddle classes, including barrel racing for the first time, Ooh, which we've never done before. <laughs> oh <my laughs> God. And uh, we're actually going to do Thomas Prairie style, which is more of an Appaloosa thing, uh, but we thought it would make it a little more interesting if the horses were going head-to-head. So oh there'll be a bracketing God. system and everything, so it'll be, be different. Who did you get and, to volunteer uh, to do that? Actually, uh, a man from Michigan that used to be in the Appaloosa world. He's the one that came up with the idea, and he's a breeder of perch runs. And he said, I want to want to get this underway, and he's all about getting this done. Oh, does that so, sound like fun? Yeah, or what? <laughs> the Vanderhoning the Vander family. And uh, actually, I know Brooke's a listener of your show, too. Do do they have extra large barrels? But I like with concrete in them or something. Yeah, I'm just picturing yeah, well, barrels getting knocked over and just floating away. Maybe you get extra points for knocking them over. Like how far <laughs> they can right. kick them? How far they can go. <laughs> yeah, we'll also have teams and unicorns and four horse hitches and four abreast, six and eight horse hitches. Um, also a tandem class, open tandem class. So there's oh, there's a awesome. lot to see. Now, four abreast, that sounds like... Have you ever done that, Wendy, with four No, abreast? never. Yeah, that sounds like fun. It's actually so wide that we're going to have to use the out gate to go into the arena instead <laughs> oh, of the in gate. I was wondering <laughs> about that. The in gate isn't wide enough to fit them. <laughs> now, you're, so this is... We'll have horses from all over where? From All over North America. Okay. All the way from Alberta, Canada to Nova Scotia, Canada, and all the way from California to Maine. Wow. How did you choose Massachusetts for the uh, location for the show this year? Because to me, I didn't realize that there were so many draft horses in that area. It's really not a hotbed for draft horses mm -hmm. in this area. Usually the Midwest is more of the area you would find draft horses. Yeah. So it is a different area, but they do try to move the show around. And we're hoping that we're going to draw a lot of Eastern Canadians down. Oh, uh, okay. And there are plenty of hitches in the East, mm -hmm. uh, you know, quite a few in Pennsylvania, uh, and up through Maine. So they're, they're around. You know, it was, must be, I can't imagine your parking lot, what it's going to look like when they all get in there. With, with extra yeah, large lots, horse trailers. <laughs> lots of semis, lots of semis. Some, some uh, hitches will bring up to four semis, depending on where they're coming from and Whoa. what they're bringing. And you would need one, I mean, their wagons are huge. You need your yeah. own semi just for the wagon. Yeah, usually they'll have an equipment trailer just for their equipment with their harness and their wagon and their cart. 
Yeah. This is an expensive sport when you have oh, yeah. uh, percherons that eat a bale of hay a day and you got six of them dragging along. Uh, well, for sure, but it's, yeah. it's also affordable if you want to do just a single horse or a team and have some fun with them. There's also that, too. You don't ha- necessarily have to show a six or eight horse hitch right. to have fun at it. There's still plenty of families doing it, but, yes, it's, uh, it's hard to compete with these corporate hitches that have a lot of money to spend on it. Well, we are so excited. I am so excited. I don't know if Wendy's excited, but I I'm am so excited. I'm super excited. I can't wait. <laughs> we love horses of all kinds, so this is going to be... Anything to do with driving, you know, we love. So, sure. Uh, this is terrific. And, and you know, I, I have uh, met a lot of Percheron people, I draft horse people in general, in the past, and they're always super nice, and they're always willing to explain things to you and talk to you, which is one of the things I think that makes this Congress so cool, is the average person who doesn't know much about draft horses could go to this and really feel like part of it. Absolutely. And the best bet is to walk through the barns and to talk to the exhibitors. They're very happy to share their knowledge with people and encourage others to join our sport, too, because, uh, you know, it's it's not something that a lot of people get into every day. But uh, once we get them hooked, they usually stay hooked. Now, there, Jennifer, my wife, wants to make sure there is no auction happening because <laughs> she won't allow me to come if there is. So... Uh, we we actually had held an auction at the show in the past, but at this one we are not having okay. one. Okay, oh, all right, I'll good. I'll be allowed you're to come. Safe. In. Yeah. You're safe. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> and she said, Wendy, you're not allowed to bring your trailer up. We have to fly. No. So, um, <laughs> so just in case. Now we are coming, and this happens. It's October starts on October the sixth through the eleventh, right? Right. The first day is just a move-in day, but the seventh would be the beginning of the show. Okay, so the seventh of the beginning. We're actually going to be, Wendy and I, for those that are up there in that area and want to meet us and say hi and maybe join us on the show, um, we will be arriving on Monday, October the 6th, and uh, uh, I think we're going to a barbecue that night. And then on Tuesday, we're going to do the live Horses in the Morning show from there on Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. And then we're going to do the first ever live driving show in the afternoon at 2 p.m. from there. So we're going to do two shows that day from the World Percheron Congress. And then you have us in some events, too. So tell us about those. Sure. We have a lot of special events going on throughout the Congress, one of them being the Celebrity Driving Competition. And we actually have lined up several um, celebrities, both from the local area as well as from the horse world. Uh, We have Pam Minnick and Katie Kaufman coming from uh, the Gentle Giants TV show on RFD-TV. They co-host that show. And we also have a bunch of local radio and TV personalities lined up. And, of course, yourself. Uh, Glenn and Wendy will be there competing head to head in this competition. <laughs> Do I get this to compete scary. against Wendy? Well, we're. You guys, I, I'm not sure if we're going to do it head-to-head yet or if we're going to do it one at a time. We oh. haven't quite gotten all those details worked out, but okay. we may end up putting you head-to-head. What, kind, what are we going to have to do? Yeah. Like, what's her... Uh, what's basically, the... we're going to set up a little obstacle course, and it'll Uh-oh. be timed and fault, of course, also. So, so the person that knocks over the most and... stuff wins? Yeah, sure. Oh. There you go. Yeah. I'll win it. <laughs> we'll, ha- we'll have a special prize for that. Okay. <laughs> That's a good idea. I may have to write that down. Hey, we'll, we'll sponsor that prize, okay? Driving radio show sponsors if you hit the clumsy if, award. Yeah, if you hit all the cones, you get yeah, a special yeah, that's prize. Right. If you knock over the most stuff, you win the driving radio show award. I like that. We'll come up with something clever for the trophy. 
<laughs> we'll come up with something for that. You write that down. All right. All right. <laughs> we'll sp- we'll sponsor that class. <laughs> um, <laughs> now, uh, oh, so we're going to be competing against the two ladies who do the draft tour show. Yeah, they actually uh, aren't very experienced drivers. I know Pam does a lot of barrel racing herself, or has in her past. And uh, they have taken a few little driving lessons from Don Langell at Big Shoe Stables in Oklahoma. But other than that, they haven't really had a lot of time behind uh, we'll the line. We'll take them down. We got <laughs> them no problem. Hey, what are we driving anyway? We drive in pairs or singles? Yep, or? a team. Oh, geez. I've never driven yep. a team. I've only done one in Uh-oh. four. <laughs> well, you have to you have to get in the middle there, then. Well, a pair is like a, a single, right? I only got two reins, right, uh, Wendy? Yes. Right, right. But pairs are not so easy. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think. That's the hardest for me. We'll give you some really broke ones, we promise. <laughs> uh, Wendy, I'm going to come down and practice, okay? You so, have to come down so and practice. So hook them up, because I'm coming down. I know. When I heard we were driving a pair, I'm like, Glenn, you got to come down I here. Know. <laughs> I, know. I better at least drive a pair <laughs> once before we... Although it could be funny. I could win my own award. There you go. <laughs> no, you're not going to win that award. <laughs> well, but Wendy, you should probably be the most experienced at this then. I guess so. I don't know if I can take that kind of pressure. What if I go in and oh, knock you know all of what? them down? I think it's even better, Stacy. Do you want to make this fun for the audience? Uh, sure. Hook up a unicorn for Wendy. She loves driving unicorns. I do love unicorn. Well, there you go. We might have to do that. <laughs> and at least one of you'll have one unicorn hitch. The audience will love that as she's knocking over everything in sight. <laughs> I know. That'd be fun. Getting tangled up in the obstacles. <laughs> well, this is a riot. This is a lot of fun. And then that night, Tuesday night, if people want to come out and see us on Tuesday, that night is opening ceremonies. And you have you have uh, eight, eight horse hitches that night. You have the barrel racing that night, Percheron Thunder exhibition, and I've seen those guys before when they were under a different name, and they have two of the biggest Percherons out there, period. I mean, yeah. they're 20 Yeah, they actually stands. just lost, uh, Prefert just lost their, I think his name was Goliath, they just lost him last week. Oh, did they? Uh, he was one of the world's largest living horses. He was like 20 and a half, 20.1 inch, you know, yeah. hands or something. It was huge. It was huge. What do they do for that? For that, um, well, Jason, Jason Goodman is is the man who usually Roman rides them. He uh, has promised that he's going to do something bigger and better for the Congress. That the last one in 2010, he Roman rode eight Pertrons. Oh, really? Yeah. He drives them from I the back, too. I want to do too. that. He drives I, them I, from the back, too. It's amazing to watch. I want to meet this guy. It's amazing to watch. He's uh, a daredevil. Yeah, yeah, and they 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 do hook them up, don't they? They hook them up to a wagon too. They have uh, yeah, wagon. but I don't believe they're bringing their wagon for this event. Oh, there. Well, they won't need yeah. it. There are going to be a few other wagons there. So, well, that'll be cool. And that uh, that all happens on Tuesday, and that is just oh. There's one other thing I wanted to ask you about feed team races. Oh What's yeah, that? what is that? Yeah, sure. So. It's it's really big out in the West. You'll see a lot of, um, especially at the National Western Stock Show in Denver, uh, it's real big out there. But basically, there's uh, two teams go against each other, and there's um, a driver, and then I'm not sure what they call the gentleman that hops on and off and, and gets the hay bales, but they have to grab hay bales off of a piece of plywood, put them onto a, a sled, and go through a course, and it's head-to-head timed. And uh, the hay bales can't come off of the back of the sled at all. 
And they have, when they place them onto the plywood, they have to make sure that they get on the plywood and that they're not hanging off the plywood. And it's whoever can do it the fastest and get through the cones. Oh, my God. That looks, that sounds really fun. Yeah, it's a real crowd pleaser. A lot of people mm-hmm. enjoy getting into that. Now, you guys also have, you know, it's a driving radio show, so we'll talk about some of the other driving things. You have Open Pleasure, um, Cart and Carriage, I know. You, have, uh, you do have a unicorn class. Sure. Uh, so you're really doing a little bit of everything. There's uh, halter classes, a lot of different halter classes. You yeah, there's do the a lot of farm classes also. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have the Mallory Complex is going to have our farm horses stabled in there, as well as they're going to be holding their, uh, I think they have a log skid course and uh, also an obstacle class. So, so uh, will they do, do plowing and stuff too? Yes, actually, out in lot number nine at, at the fairgrounds, they are going to uh, get that ground worked up for us beforehand because it is a parking lot. So they're going to work the ground ahead of time and get it softened enough uh, so that they can actually plow out there. Now, later in the week, there's something called the Miss Daisy Pumping Demonstration, and I almost hate to ask what that is. <laughs> it's actually a horse-drawn fire engine. Oh, cool. Oh, you're yeah, going to love that, Glenn. From Albany, New York. Oh, wow. That's really cool. You yeah. do find, you guys put a lot, a lot of effort into this because you find a whole bunch of different stuff. And what I like about it is it's going to appeal to non-horse people. I mean, if a non-horse person shows up for this, they're going to be impressed. I know we used to uh, go to the Pennsylvania Farm Show all the time, which is the largest indoor ag expo in the country. And every year in the winter in January, it always snowed. But they always did the uh, the biggest cl- uh, audience participant or audience things were pulling horse pulling and the wag the big draft horse hitches. Yep, they were absolutely. the biggest nights. I mean, it, it is a crowd pleaser, and you have so many different things going on. Yeah, absolutely. And plus, we have spectators coming from all around the world, uh, from France, Great Britain, South America, Italy, Germany, Australia, Japan. So. There's going to be spectators from everywhere. I want to know how much, uh, in a week's time, 800 to 1,000 percherons, how much manure removal that is. Because let me tell you, that's a lot of It's poop. a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. It's a lot of coordination. To, talk us to a little bit about that. The coordination to put on an event like this where you have 800 to 1,000 horses has got to be incredible. Well, we've got good exhibitors, too, and they're very burst at moving in and out of grounds and so on and so forth. A lot of these guys do this as a profession, so they're on the road all the time going to different venues. But, uh, yeah, it takes an army to put on an event like this. We have a lot of volunteers and a lot of volunteer opportunities, uh, but it's pretty much a volunteer, all-volunteer show, minus our judges and some of the staff that it takes to run it, but uh, pretty much it's run almost completely by volunteers. Are there things that you have to take into consideration because they're draft horses, that you wouldn't have to deal with with a quarter horse show? Yeah, actually, one of the things that we ran into with the grounds at the Eastern States Exposition were the wash racks. And we are actually going <laughs> They're to not have, big enough? <laughs> yeah, well, the problem is that we wash our horses quite a bit. And, um, you know, after each time you take them out, you usually hose them down and rewrap their legs and such. So we need a lot of wash rack space. And also that the time of year is kind of tricky. So we're going to have tents put up over the outdoor wash racks with uh, hot water heaters and uh, to have some heaters in the tent so nobody freezes while they're washing their horses. So that's going to be a little different than what 
you know, when you're just bringing one horse to a show where some of these guys are bringing eight, ten. Actually, we just had an entry with 25 horses from one farm. Whoa. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> so uh, it's, it's a lot. Wow. You put uh, six or eight of those on a trailer. That is like five, six rigs. I mean. I know. And think of all the people you need to come with you. Yeah, you, you do have bring to bring 25 crew draft horses. Now, now, you have experience with this, right? I mean, you have your own. Um, and we've had your husband on before a while back, right? Sure, yeah. Yeah. Now, so if you're taking four or six out for, let's say, six for one of these shows, how, how, many, how much crew will you need? We usually take usually four people for a six horse hitch. Um, mo- some people will take one person per horse, but usually four, four for a six horse hitch may even be a little much. Depends on how much experience the horses have, too. If they're old veterans, a lot of them, they're easier to hook. But if we have young horses, of course, that haven't been experienced with a lot of this, we'll take a few more people with us just in case. Yeah, but that's not what I was thinking about, the hooking part. I was thinking about all that braiding, because you always do yeah. stuff with their manes. Washing. And washing yeah. and cleaning and <laughs> There's mucking out. Attack and ugh. <laughs> oh, yeah, you usually uh. have, while, while one person's at the wash rack, you have another person back cleaning their stalls and bedding them and... There's a whole science to it, but it's kind of neat if you're an outsider to sit back and watch everything that goes into it. By the uh, way, people, let me tell you something about Pertrons. They do poop bigger. Uh, <laughs> the, the stalls get messier. I will tell you that. It's one of the things Jennifer hated about own, owning the draft horses is, is they do make a bigger mess. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> uh, yeah. it's Wow, what amazing. Uh, just to, to have that number of horses and, the, uh, and go to a show like that. I know Wendy used to do it with four. I mean, you did it, but uh, oh yeah, so- but they weren't. They, I mean, they my guys are little. They're yeah. like fifteen two. Yeah. I and and when I uh, I used to have Irish draft horses, and uh, uh, my one of my first driving horses was seventeen two. And the reason I went to the smaller horses was I I wanted to drive multiples, and I couldn't imagine getting another another seventeen hand horse to match him because I was like, I can't do it. It's <laughs> too much stuff. Yeah, and it's too heavy to lift. You know the collars. Well, that's over the their other head. thing. Those collars weigh like sixty pounds, don't they? Oh yeah, uh, incredible. I mean, the whole harness I heard weighs what a hundred to two hundred pounds. Yeah, somewhere in there. Ugh. Oh my god. Well, good for you, Stacy. Thank you, <laughs> you so much strong. for inviting us to come up. We are so looking forward. Yeah, to this. We're, we're excited. So excited. To have you. We're going to talk more about this. We're going to get some of the competitors on and and some other interviews along the way before the show comes up. Uh, I definitely want to get the uh, uh, the Pertron Thunder people on. We need to talk to them about how you how you exactly learn how yeah, maybe, to... Maybe you'll get out of him what he's actually going to do. Well, yeah, you know what? Yeah. I want to find out, how do you learn to Roman ride without dying Percheron's uh, eight of them? You know, so uh, practicing has to be dangerous. You still have to practice, right? So... Right, yeah, and he gallops them, too. And he comes yeah. in galloping them. I mean, he comes in the arena at a gallop. It's the most spectacular thing I've seen. Uh, <laughs> it is really cool. So anyway, we will uh, we will definitely be talking more about it. What's the website where people can get more information? Sure, it's twenty fourteen two zero one four World Pertron Congress dot com, and you can also follow us on our Facebook page, uh, which would be facebook dot com slash World Pertron Congress. And the tickets are affordable too, right? 
Yes, absolutely. And actually, tickets are available online. You can uh, go to our website and purchase them through our website as well. I'm looking at a one. I just went on there and, and uh, went to buying a one-day tickets like $10 for an adult and $5 for a kid. And you can get all week for like, what, $45. So, Correct. I mean, yep, we have a discount going on now through August 1st. And as soon as August 1st hits, we're going to go up a little bit on the price. Okay, so get your get your get tickets, uh, tickets now. Yeah. Yep. Well, it's definitely worth it. It's going to be so much fun, so much to see. Yeah, we also have a mobile application for phone. If you have an iPhone or a Droid, you can download that mobile application, which has a lot of information about the show on it. And uh, for those that aren't able to make it to the show, we do plan to live web broadcast. From oh, the really? Show. Oh, I didn't realize that. Terrific. Oh, awesome. That's a lot of fun. And we'll give you everybody more details about when we're going to be coming to you from there. And, and uh, you know, we'll be nailing that down so you can listen live. Uh, we'll be interviewing a lo- some of the competitors. We, you know, and when we go to live shows, we tend to interview anybody we find interesting. So you never know who could be on the air with us. <laughs> uh, but thank you so much. We'll be talking to you again soon, Stacy, And we appreciate the invite. We're looking forward to it. Sounds great. And now it's time for our Tack and Habit segment. One. And of course, Bree works at Riding Warehouse. Not only does she have a cool boyfriend with a cool property and she can ride and see the ocean, she also works at a really neat place, too. And Riding Warehouse right now has a terrific offer for our listeners, and that is $15 or 15% rather off their next order. And that's this month only for the month of July by using the coupon code RADIO. And why would you want to? order anything from there? Well, probably Bree can tell us better, but you guys just have a little bit of everything and, and terrific customer service too, I'm throwing. Oh, well, thanks. Yeah, we have a little bit for everybody. We've got a unique three-part website. Uh, we've got a separate section for our endurance riders, a section for our Western riders, and a section for our English riders. You'll see the buttons at the top of the website, really easy to toggle through. Um, best part, like Glenn said, is probably our customer service. It's amazing. But there's a lot of other good features. Orders over $50 are free UPS ground shipping within the contiguous United States. Or if you need it there faster, you can opt for the $5 two-day air. Uh, so you can't really beat that. And that's, uh, not, yeah, that's not a unique thing, actually. That's actually something that runs all year round, 365 uh, days a year. So that's something you can take advantage of all the time and make it really count uh, by using that coupon code RADIO until through the month of July. Um, to get 15% off as well. So another great thing, if you want to try something on, you're not sure if it'll work for either you or your horse, uh, we have 365-day return policy. Not only that, but every order within the contiguous U.S. goes out with a free return shipping label. So you're going to get free shipping over 50. If you don't like it, you can return it. You can exchange it. You won't pay any shipping back to us or any shipping for the exchange item that's, either. So, that's unheard of. I mean, that's really yeah. good. <laughs> when you, especially it, when you're yeah. trying things like boots, <laughs> boots or coats or clothing, you know, because you never get it right the first time. 
No, it, it's really, really helpful. And the other thing I want to mention, too, is that free return shipping label and the free exchange, that's available for any order. That's not just the orders over $50. The orders over $50 will ship for free, um, UPS ground. But the free return shipping is for, I mean, you can order a $5 hoof pick or something like that, and you'll get that return shipping label in your box. So it's pretty special. Really? Wow. Yeah, yeah, really unique. And we've got tons of products got everything to outfit your horse, regardless of discipline, um, to outfit your stable, to outfit yourself, boots. Um, it's, you know, it's a great place to get your cute, even if you're an English rider, you want to look for the cowboy boots, go over to our Western section. Uh, it's just a fantastic website, if I do say so myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, and of course, Bree is the buyer over there, so she knows a little bit about products, and she's bringing us the one that we are talking about today, saying so that you can get at RidingWarehouse.com. And this is one you're going to want to get free shipping on because it's a little heavy. And the product we're talking about today is one I've never heard of, so tell us about it. Yeah, this is the Patty. It's actually a horse trailer divider. can also be used in the stall. It's, a, it's spelled P-A-D-D-I-E. And basically, it's a foam um, divider that you can put, like, in a slant load trailer. Say you've got a horse that moves around a lot, or maybe you're transporting a mare in foal and you want to keep them separate from another horse. You can hang it from your divider, and it goes from the divider down. It's about 30 inches deep, and it's 90 inches long. Uh, so it's meant to fit in a slant load trailer and basically just keeps your horse nice and comfortable and on their own side. Um, what I really love about it, too, you can also put it in a stall. Or you know how sometimes you'll have your horse in, like, a pipe corral and the gap between the ground and the first row of pipe is kind of deep and you kind of get worried maybe if they lay down, they might get under it. This yeah. is perfect. You and can I've had that right happen there. before, actually, with horses. Yeah, it's really scary and can cause a lot of injury. So this is a nice little divider. It's really, really soft, really lightweight. Um, it's high-density foam. They can kick at it, and they're not going to damage uh, the horse on the other side, even in the trailer. That's kind of what it's originally meant to do. Um, it's also adjustable, so you can make it shorter. Uh, there's some Velcro, and you can just kind of fold it into itself. And it's really easy to transport. Um, it's less than 12 pounds. I can pick it up with one hand, throw it over my shoulder, put it anywhere. It's really, really great for anybody who has a trailer or a horse in a stall. You want a little bit of extra padding. Uh, sometimes when you go to you know, shows, you don't know what kind of setup you're going to have. So you might as well bring it. It's a really reasonable price. Um, 600 in your canvas outer, so it's very durable. It comes with all the snaps and straps that you need, and they're highly adjustable. Uh, so it's got everything you need, really. If you do any sort of trailering or transporting, this is something you're going to want to have. And this, this is a great idea. I didn't even know this existed. And especially, you know, sometimes if you're hauling in, uh, in more open trailers or stock trailers, they'll have a divider, but the divider isn't, isn't a whole divider either. Uh, so right. this could be used, to, you know, especially if you've got two horses that uh, tend to go after each other a little bit. Uh, this is going to solve that problem. And it's a padded way to solve the problem. Yeah, it's padded, so if they kick at it, it is going to absorb that shock. There's two inches of that foam, so it's going to absorb it. Um, the horse on the other side, you know, if it kind of swings into it, it might feel a little bit of it, but it's not going to get injured because um, they're just going to, you know, the, the divider's just kind of going to go into them. It's not going to injure them, so it's, it's totally worth it when you think about it. It's one sixty nine ninety five compared to a vet bill and a hurt horse. I don't think you can really argue that. <laughs> and I like, too, when you're not using it, it folds up like an accordion. So it, you can okay. just fold it up and put it away. You could even put it in, the, in the, uh, one of the compartments in the horse trailer if you wanted to get it out of the way. It would fit. So, yeah, you can. It comes, yeah. it comes in a little zippered clear plastic, kind of what um, like horse blankets come in. 
so it easily folds up and stores into there, and you can keep it clean when you're not using it. So if you don't use it for a long time, you know, it's not going to be exposed to the elements or anything. And at one sixty nine ninety five, that's the price of a couple of mats. I mean, this is not—it's very reasonably priced. I thought it would be more than that. Definitely. Um, I've heard a couple of, it's very popular on our site. People really are into this. And I've heard a lot of people say they use it because they are transporting a mare with a foal. And the foals can sometimes go right underneath it. So this is a nice barrier there. So even if you're not traveling with any other horses, but you've got a foal, this is a nice way to make sure they're not um, getting in where they shouldn't be. Or even a small horse or like, you know, your ponies or anything like that. Um, Definitely great to either put in your trailer or put in your pipe corral or if you just want to pad a wall even in your stall, if you've got a horse that, you know, kind of goes up against the wall or something, um, and I don't know, just anything, anytime you need some protection against the wall, this is it's very adjustable, so you can kind of hang it from anywhere. Terrific. <laughs> you can find it at ridingwarehouse.com. Just search for P-A-D-D-I-E, and I'm sure it'll come up uh, if you yeah. just search for P-A-D-D-I-E. And, of course, we always put the products in our show notes at stablescoop.com. For each individual episode, we put a product and a picture. So you can, if you're not sure where to find it or what we even talked about, you can always go back to stablescoop.com and find all the past products. And thank you to Riding Warehouse for their support of the Tack and Habit segment here at the Stable Scoop Radio Show. Well, Bree, thank you so much for filling in today. I really appreciate it. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. It's so much fun. Well, you're going to, now I have to have you back. You know, Helena does okay. go, now she's taking more and more vacations, it seems. So, uh, oh we'll have, I know, it's a good deal. <laughs> we'll, ha- we'll have to have you back again. And uh, good luck out there. Do you have anything coming up? Any big rides or any plans with the horses? Um, well, right now, actually, we've got our Mid-State Fair going on in Paso Robles, California. So I'm headed up there this weekend to check out all the 4-H projects that the kids have and check out all the animals and hopefully watch uh, some of the horse events with the kids. I love watching, you know, those those kids get so excited about their animals. So that's where I'm headed this weekend. Well, you have a funnel cake for me, okay? Oh, totally. My first <laughs> funnel cake was last year, so I need to do it every year now. <laughs> oh, really? You never had a funnel yeah. cake before that? You know what? Everybody says that. I can't believe you've never had a funnel cake before. I know. But no, last year was my fav- my first year. And uh, so now I try to only have it once a year, and it's going to be you know my little treat to myself at the fair. <laughs> what rock did you grow up under, girl? Jeez. <laughs> Healthy family. <laughs> I guess. I guess. We need to corrupt you a little bit. Funnel cake, kettle corn. How about kettle corn? Yep. Oh, love kettle corn. Okay, all right. <laughs> I'm a popcorn now. fan in general. <laughs> okay, I feel better now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Bree. You can find all of our past episodes at stablescoop.com, and you can find all of our shows at horseradionetwork.com. Best place to listen to them is on our app. And go to the iOS or Android store and search for Horse Radio Network. It's free, and it's probably the simplest, easiest way to listen to the shows. Many thanks to our sponsors today, Kentucky Performance Pro. Products, easysignsonline.com, and of course, ridingwarehouse.com. We'll see you, Bree. Bye, Glenn. This is the point where Helena always closes the show by uh, saying okay. happy scooping. Oh, yeah. Okay. Let me okay. see. Really? So, okay. Yeah. And, and by the way, she always messes it up every week. So, uh, so let's do it again, okay? okay All right. Where is that? Sorry. You'll, you'll just say happy. It's not in here. See, I, I don't oh, okay, put it cool. in the. <laughs> see, I don't put it in the show notes because I want to mess her up every week, and and okay. I do. So now I've messed you up this week. You realize I'm leaving this whole part in the show, <laughs> don't you? Uh. <laughs> 
Perfect. So, we'll so happy stooping is what I'm supposed to say. Yes, that's what you're supposed to say. So have a great okay. week, Bree. Happy scooping. <laughs>